This is Celebration Church, but it's more than just a building or a church. We have a calling to be a place where people can find a relationship with God instead of religion. A place where freedom is found and acceptance given, and every person can discover their purpose and experience the kind of fulfillment only God can give. Together we will raise, lead, and empower a generation to change the world. Here, Jesus is famous, and all the glory goes to God. This is celebration. This is our family. Welcome home. Good morning. We'd like to welcome in our uh, Fox Valley campus this morning as they tie in with us. Will you guys all stand together with me as we say the Apostles' Creed? This is who we are and what we believe as a church. Will you say it with me? We believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, our only Son, his Lord, for us and for our salvation, was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the fellowship of believers, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting, amen. You may be seated. I wanna briefly just mention this morning uh, about offering. Uh, we are doing uh, offering, you can take it at the end of service. If you wanna drop it in, your cash or check, you can drop that on the ushers as you walk out this morning. There's envelopes in the seat back if you'd like. Otherwise, a lot of people are giving online uh, and uh, using the church website to do that or the Celebration app. You can also set up recurring giving, which is incredibly helpful to us as a church if you are to set that up. So you can do that online or through the church app and check that out as you give this morning. Well, uh, this morning I have the, the pleasure and the honor to introduce our, our speaker. Uh, our speaker this morning is a great friend of Pastor Mark's. They've toured together uh, as he's done some Laugh Your Way through, through Germany and Europe and other places. Uh, he's also a great friend of Celebration Church as he's been here many, many times throughout the year. Uh, he is a comedian and a very funny man, but today he has a, a message for us and is going to bring a good word from the Lord. So I'm sure you will still laugh, but this is not a comedy show. Nazareth's got a great messages for us today. So why don't you give a warm Celebration Church welcome to our friend Nazareth. Start. <laughs> Father God, in Jesus' name, we come to you this morning. We thank you that we are still alive. We thank you for this place where we can come today, Lord. Some people are coming here weeping and crying and hurting. They need, they need an answer. They need some hope. They need some peace. Some here are coming, Lord, hoping for a loved one to, to be healed, for a loved one to be encouraged, for, a love, for, for peace, for your will to be done, Lord. Lord, we have so many different reasons, but we come to you, and that's the best answer, the best solution for us, to come to the right one, you, the Holy One, who is able to do above and beyond what we can ask and imagine. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will speak today, and uh, the message you give to me today, when the unexpected takes longer 
than expected. I pray that will resonate with people, Lord, and will turn their hearts and eyes to you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Wow, it's good to be, it's good to see you guys without masks. <laughs> I'm from LA, huh? <laughs> so good to see noses again. It's so good, you know. I flew in for, to Milwaukee yesterday, drove here. What gas prices here? It's cheaper than California. $6.50 a gallon in California. Yeah, not only I shake the nozzle, I lick it now. <laughs> but uh, but it, it just, uh, you know, I drove here from Milwaukee and I drove on the 46. I said, when are you guys going to finish working on your highways? <laughs> There's always these orange creatures working. Every, even on Friday, I'm like, come on, take a day off. These people, when they die and they're running to the gates of heaven, they're going to be orange cones that will lead them to hell. <laughs> But, uh, but I love coming to Wisconsin, and, and, and you know, it, I have to admit, two years of COVID, I got scared in the beginning. I shouldn't. I put so much sanitizer, I look like a newborn baby dripping. <laughs> One time I got pulled over for a DOI. I don't even drink alcohol. <laughs> but my blood alcohol level was so high, and I had an open container of Purell in my car. <laughs> But it's so good to gather again. How, how many of you are tired of Zoom, having to do Zoom meetings? Ah, I did one for seniors in my church. Some of them are good with technology. The rest were not. You know, one guy had his eye on the camera, another one his ear, another his mouth. It's like a puzzle. You move the boxes around, you get one face. That's you. But anybody got the Omicron or the COVID? Anybody got the virus? And yes, so I'm glad you're alive and you're healed. Uh, uh, my family got the COVID light, the Omicron. And uh, the worst thing about it is I didn't get it. So now I have my wife, my son, and two daughters have the Omicron. And they're like, hey, Dad, order a pizza for us. Hey, Dad, call DoorDash. Hey, Dad, can you go to Costco, get us those big bags of chips? I'm like, aren't you supposed to lose your taste and smell? <laughs> that's not COVID. That's a swine flu. <laughs> but uh, I am from California, California. <laughs> ah, California is a... But you, you, you know what? I have a, like a mixed emotions about the COVID. Because... Uh, before COVID, when I fly, I'm from the Middle East, if you don't know, but ever since September 11th, I feel so Mexican. <laughs> and when I fly, I always go to the airport a week before so they can do their checking on me and I can still make it to my flight. But during COVID, they didn't care. Airport security didn't care. I go to the airport, they go, oh, you have your mask on, go ahead. No, 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 you don't understand, sir. I'm from the Middle East. Yeah, 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 you have your mask on, go ahead. No, 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 you guys know me as random check, remember? <laughs> so now that the masks are off, I don't know what they're going to do. But, uh, but California is a melting pot. You know, my African-American friends, they call me dog. Hey, dog, how are you, dog? My Latino friends call me essay. Hey, essay, how are you, essay? My Caucasian friends call me buddy. Hey, buddy. How are you, buddy? My Middle Eastern friends call me infidel. <laughs> <clears throat> and, 
And my Indian friends call me every day to tell me I owe the IRS money. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I, I love, you know, California is more politically correct. Everybody is offended at everything. And I'll tell you what, if there's no malice in your jokes, you know what? There's no offense. My neighbor, Tony, he's African-American. I love the man. He has the, you know, Sears in his garage. I mean, whatever you need, you go to him. So the other day, the other day, I mean, BC, before the coronavirus, because I haven't done anything during the coronavirus. So I went to Tony. I said, hey, Tony, can I borrow one of those Phillips screwdrivers? He goes, what are you, making a bomb again? <laughs> I'm laughing. I know I love that man, and I know he doesn't mean any harm. I'm like, hey, you'll be the first to find out. <laughs> In 10, 9, 8. Oh, I got him. A week later, the Jehovah Witnesses showed up at my door. I normally do not open, but I did. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. My neighbor, Tony, was asking me. He wanted some faith in his life. And I didn't know what to tell him. He's hard of hearing. And he just pulled in. He's home. <laughs> Keep knocking. Don't give up on Tony. <laughs> A week after that, the solar people knocked on my door. They said, your neighbor said you wanted to save 50% on your electric. <sighs> but uh, I've been in this country for 38 years. How many of you were born overseas? Anybody born somewhere else? You know, I'm writing a book called An Alien's Guide to America. You know, I look at America. Americans, you're amazing people. You're the nicest people in the world until someone cuts in line in front of you. <laughs> then you kill them. You're very kind. You're different than Europeans. Because you meet a stranger. You're just nice. Hi, how are you? Where are you from? You're very nice to a stranger. But... Don't let this, if the stranger gets so nice with you, you become suspicious. Uh, or are you trying to sell me insurance or something? Leave me. <laughs> they do. They, Americans, when they talk, you can tell what they're into. It's amazing. Like you go, oh, my pastor. My pastor's amazing. Last, you know, last Sunday, the message, he knocked it out of the park. It was a grand slam. He's a heavy hitter. You know what he's into? Well, my pastor, he takes the word of God and marinates on it. He takes it, dice it, and slice it, and give it to you. You go there hungry, you leave stuffed. Well, my pastor is a hundred proof. <laughs> he is full of the spirit. <laughs> you know, you go there dry, and you leave shaken and stirred. <laughs> Well, my pastor is dope. <laughs> he knows how to take the weed out of your life. <laughs> Makes you want to go on the street and give it to people for free. So you can, you can tell what they want, but uh, it's so good to see people in church. I just, I have one uh, piece of wisdom for you. When you come to church, if you need to use the bathroom, use it before coming in the sanctuary. Don't say, I'll do it later. This happened to me. I was in L.A., and I, I, you know, there was Francis Chan's church. I said, oh, I'm going to go there. And I got there late, and my bladder was going, we need to go, we need to go. I'm like, stop it, we're late, we're late, we need to go. She goes, no. I said, after the service, she goes, no, okay. So we go in full, and it's not like chairs, they're pews. 
So 10 people have to get up and let me in. So I'm sitting there and my bladder is going, I told you we need to go. I really need to go. I really. I'm like, shut up. I'm not taking you anywhere with me. Just be quiet. We'll go after. No, come on. And then they started worshiping. And, uh, and they have this, this worship song. There's a river flowing out of me. And I'm sweating. Ah, no. And then the pastor comes up. It's on YouTube. And he said, ah, I'm supposed to talk about the building fund. But today I feel the Holy Spirit telling me there's people sitting here in the pews. They're here on Sunday, but the rest of the week, they're living a life that dishonor God, gives them a bad name, just a, a, a horrible life, and they're here on Sunday. Well, I'm going to tell you, as much as I love to have members in my church, I want to tell you what. If you either choose to, to live for God the whole week, or just get up and leave. At this point, truly, I'm thinking <laughs> bladder infection, I'm going to get an infection. I could not. They have carpet. I can't. So I got up. And everybody got quiet. And I started going out. And the pastor goes, let him. At least I respect this man. Because he's honest with himself. And I went to the bathroom. And I came back. And they started applauding. <laughs> and I'm mad right now. You hypocrites. You're judging me. And I come in and one guy goes, man, you'll never regret this. I go, what a relief. <laughs> but it says, how many of you are over 30 years of age? Under 30? Where's the under 30? If you're under 30, I want to advise you. Because, you know, your bladders are stronger. But I'll tell you what. Eat whatever you want, people. Eat whatever you want under 30. I thought my stomach will do whatever I want. Ever since we've been together, I can do, I can ask my stomach to do anything for me. And she'll do it for me. But no. The other day, I went to a buffet. And I kind of, I overate, yes. And I come home, I'm ready to sleep. And my stomach goes, hey, we need to talk. About what? About tonight. You really embarrassed me. Why? He just ate everything. He just ate, ate, ate. It's horrible. Just whatever you see, just eat it. You're the one that was growling. Well, I'm growling because I need attention. I don't want you just to stuff me with food. Well, maybe you're getting too old to digest. You're the one who's old who forgets how much you ate. You're going to look like your dad someday. Don't mention my dad. Don't bring my dad in this conversation. <laughs> well, you don't love me anymore. You know, you're embarrassed of me. You used to, to take your shirt off and show me to everybody. You used to call me tummy. Now I'm your gut. Do I look fat in this shirt? Yes, I do. You know why? Because of you. Do I hang over your belt? Yes, I do. You know why? Because of you. You keep making promises that you will take care of me and you will make me look good. But you don't. I'm just sick of it. Well, can I just go to sleep? I want to go to sleep right now. Okay, go ahead, buddy, sleep. I have acid. I can shoot up your throat. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, lo I love this. So, uh, okay. But speaking of food, <laughs> I love this country because Americans, Americans love to eat. This is the only country in the world where you can take French toast, English muffin, Canadian bacon, and call the all-American breakfast. <laughs> Americans love to eat out, you know? You make up holidays so you can go out and eat. Valentine is not about love, it's about going out and eating. 
Mother's Day, let's go eat. Jesus was born, let's go eat. He rose from the dead, let's go eat. <laughs> Guess what your family gonna be doing five minutes after they put you under? Eat. <laughs> it's all about food, people. Our foreign policy is based on food. We'll never have a war with China, Italy, or Mexico. Why not? They have good food. <laughs> Russia, we're always worried about the Russians. You know why? We don't know what they eat. But it's all about, you know, I'm, I'm a carnivore. I'm not a vegetarian. If you're a vegetarian, God bless you. I'm not. I'm a carnivore. When I was born, my pacifier was a drumstick. <laughs> and I remember when I first came to America, I went to a restaurant, steakhouse. I said, I'd like some American steak. And the waiter goes, what kind? I go, the neck, the back, the leg, any part of the cow will do. He goes, you want sirloin, London broil, T-bone, chinks. Why do they have all these names for the cow part? Does she know that? Have you ever seen a cow walk by and go, oh, I fell and hurt my tri-tip. Oh, my filet mignon is swollen now. Hey, does this dress make my brisket look big? But uh, my wife is on a diet. I love my five foot one, 110 pounds. She's always on a diet. And if your wife is on a diet, you have to join her or else you're not going to eat, right? <laughs> so I join her. She's on this fast called intermittent fasting. Have you heard of that? She only eats like 10 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon. And I joined her, but I start on Eastern time and finish on Pacific time. Because <laughs> when you're hungry at night and you open the fridge, there's only salad from Costco. Do you, you have Costco here? I got my glasses at Costco. I see everything in bulk. <laughs> but I opened the fridge and the other day and there was salad, but there was a cheesecake left over from the Cheesecake Factory. My daughter brought it. She didn't know the rules. I was mad. I'm like, no, I can't eat it. If I eat it, tomorrow I'm going to weigh myself. I'm going to feel horrible. I cannot. No. So I shut the fridge. But then it's my house. I need to know what kind of cheesecake it is. So I opened the fridge again. I kid you not, the cheesecake winked at me. <laughs> you know you want me. I said, no. That's why I want to encourage you, not only read the Bible, memorize Bible verses. Because when, when you're tempted, the right verse will hit you and help you. And it did. I opened the fridge again and the verse came to me, do not worry about tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> do not worry about tomorrow. When the unexpected takes longer than expected, what do you do? What do you do when you thought, oh, when the pandemic is over, everything will be back? It did not. Oh, my job will be back. It did not. My cancer will go away. It did not. My, my relationship will get better. It did not. My kids will stop doing what they were doing because they were stressed and anxious and depressed. But now, once this thing is maybe over, they'll get back and they did not. What do you do when the unexpected takes longer than expected? I'm going to give you four points depending on the time. But number one, remember prior blessings. Remember prior blessings. One time, uh, I used to do a lot of prisons with Chuck Colson Ministry. And one time I was at Indi Indiana Maximum Security Prison. 
And I finished doing the, the concert and the message in the yard. And the Christian inmates there, they said, Nazareth, would you like to see our chapel? They were so excited about their chapel. I said, okay, of course. So they took me to a small room, just very small room. And, you know, on the, and they had writings on both walls. I go, what is this writing? He said, on this wall, whenever we have a prayer, we write it here. I go, what is that wall here? He goes, whenever it's answered, yes, no, or don't worry, or I'll give you peace about it, and it's not the right time, we write it in here. And it has the same numbers. How many of you have a prayer journal? You need to have a prayer journal. You need to have a journal to write. Because you know what? When you go, oh, I don't have any money, and you go back. Oh, two years ago, I was in the same boat, and God provided Oh, remember last time I was praying for the kids? They were sick, and I prayed for them, and they were healed. And you know what? Uh, now they're sick. I'm praying. You know what? God is never changing. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's faithful. He's always faithful. He's never going to change. So when you start writing down your prayer request, when you start writing down the challenge that you have, and you look back and see how God came through, because sometimes we come through with you like, ah, I'm good. No, you're not good. God came through for you. And that kind of encourages you to know that he is there, and he'll always take care of you. In Mark 8, 17, this is what happened with the disciples were with Jesus. They've seen him do the miracles, feeding of the thousands. And then they, the next day they were on the boat. And they said, oh, we forgot to bring food, the bread. And then he said, in the New Living, he said, why are you arguing about having no bread? Don't you know or understand even yet? Are your hearts too hard to take it in? You have eyes, can't you see? You have ears, can't you hear? Don't you remember anything at all? Will the Lord look at you today and say, don't you remember the last time I did a miracle in your life? Don't you remember the last time I came through for you? So when the unexpected takes longer than expected, remember prior blessings. Number two, put your ego aside. Put your ego aside. Some of you lost your CEO job, and now you need to provide. So you, you have to take a lesser job. No, I can't. I can't. How can I do this? How can I take a job that pays less? How can I go to church? My kids don't have food. I, they have a food pantry. How can I? I'm the one that normally give to the food pantry. How can I take food from them? Put your ego aside. It's only a season. It's only a season. We had to do things that we normally don't do, but because of this pandemic or before, you know, things that happen in the country, you have to... Put your ego aside and accept what God brings your way. And, you know, we, we all know the story of, uh, you know, uh, Elijah. Elijah was a great prophet. He was doing great. One time he was, he challenged 400 prophets on the mountain. He said, you guys pray to your God and see what he can do. And I'll pray to my God. And let's see, whoever starts a fire in this altar, his God is the real one. And they failed to do that. And God came through for Elijah. And he ended up slaughtering those 400 false prophets. And the next day he heard from Jezebel the queen that she's going to kill him. And he got scared and he ran away. And he got sat by the river. And God made a raven, a raven, a crow, bring food to him. Crows never bring food to you. They're always, you know, stealing food. They, they, 
they brought forth to him. And then God said, you know what? I'm going to have a widow provide for you. That's humbling. And God allowed Elijah to be humbled after this great, you know, event that he had. You know, proclaim God and 400 false prophets. God does that sometimes. He allows you, you know, he puts your pride aside and take what's available for you. Uh, Number three. uh, When the unexpected takes longer than expected, believe what Jesus said. Believe what God's word said. You know, if, if Pastor Mark, if Pastor Mark came in here today and he said, okay, guys, we're going to have a service next Wednesday at 6 p.m. We're going to have a service, you know, snowing, not snowing, shine, rain. We're going to have a service at 6 o'clock tomorrow evening. How many of you would believe there'll be a service at 6 o'clock next Wednesday? Honestly, how many of you would believe that? How many of you would doubt that they, they might not be able? No. You believe your pastor. You believe people. People on the news comes in on CNN or wherever. Oh, this COVID is going to kill everybody. And you go, oh. And the news go, it's going to be horrible tomorrow. Oh. Oh, this thing is going to. Uh, and, and we're going to have a third world war. Oh. You believe these people. But when Jesus said, be anxious for nothing but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. He said, be anxious for nothing. What do you do? I don't believe him. You know? When Isaiah, he told him in Isaiah 41.10, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Yeah, sure. You don't believe that. Imagine, imagine yourself. I mean, you're sitting here. Let's say you're sitting here, and Jesus is just talking to you. This is, you know, it's amazing. In Matthew 6, 33, you know, you've heard it before, but this is the Lord God, the Holy One, is trying to reason with you. It's like you trying to reason with a rat. That's it. I'm I'm serious. I said rat. There's people in some countries, like in India, some people worship rats. And then in the fields out in India, the farmers kill the rats because they eat their crop. So if you're a rat in India, it's all about location, location, location. <laughs> but imagine you're, as, you know, here's this you, and here's God reasoning with you. And he said, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. Do not worry. What will you eat and what will you drink? Nor about your body, what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. You know, how much more of value are you than they? Which one of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? Can you just go home with that question today? Which one of you, by worrying, can fix anything about what you're worrying about? Can you? No, you can't. And God said that. He said, why you worry? You can't do it. And he said, so why, why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you, not even Solomon in all his glory was arrayed as such as these. But if God takes this, the grass of the field that is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O oh, you, O oh, you of little faith? Oh, you of little faith. 
You know, therefore do not, again, do not worry saying what shall we eat or shall we drink or what shall we wear. For after all these things, the Gentiles, the people that don't know Jesus, those are the ones that should worry about stuff. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. Did you know that? Did you know when you prayed this morning, God already knew what you're asking for? He knew that before. He knows exactly what's keeping you awake in the middle of the night. He knows exactly about it. And he looks at you and goes, why are you worrying? I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to take care of it. And you know what proves it? What happened last week? What happened last week? We celebrated Christ rising from the dead. That sells it. It's over, people. It's over. He He said he's going to rise from the dead. He rose from the dead. He conquered death. He conquered death. You know, some of you are afraid of cancer. You know why? You're afraid to die. Some of you are afraid of spiders and snakes, and you're afraid to die. Someone is always worried about your kids, and you're afraid they're going to die. You know what? Only Jesus conquered death. So if I'm afraid of something, I'm going to go to the only one who has the solution, who able to conquer death. And he said, don't worry. You know, you'll be with me, absent from the body, present from the Lord, with the Lord. But you know what? Sometimes we don't want to believe that. We just like to worry, and we like to think, I can do something about it. And if you know you can't do something about it, you start worrying about it. Number four, what do you do when the unexpected takes longer than expected? Be light in this dark time. Maybe that's your time to shine. Maybe that's your time to get off the stand and learning about the game and start playing. And that's what happened the last, you know, I think the last two years when this country was dark, some of you Christians were going, oh, 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 I don't have enough toilet paper. Don't be asking me for anything. I'm going to go to Costco. I'm going to get everything. And don't tell anybody we have food and stuff. You never know. And, uh, you know, oh, no, no, we don't have any money. I can't give to church anymore because we don't know what's going to happen. And you're acting like a heathen that don't know that God is the one of who provides everything for you, your income, your salary, your checks, your government check, whatever it is, it comes from God. But we sometimes, we become fearful and say, how are you doing? I don't know, I'm not sure. I'm afraid. Stay away from me. I'm afraid. I thought you're a Christian. You go to celebration. Oh, oh yeah, but that's different. This is, this is pandemic, man. That's too much for God to do anything about it. I'm just going to take care of myself right now. Now, what a bad example you can be if you do that. You know, uh, you know Mark 5.19, um, it talks about, uh, however, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them what a great thing the Lord has done for you. There was a man that was demon-possessed, and he was on an island in Gennesaret. And Jesus came to him, and he said... Uh, uh, he, he, this guy was cutting himself in chains. So cutting is not a new thing that teenagers came up with. It's, it's demonic. The guy was cutting himself full of demons. And Jesus came to him and said, uh, and just, he, uh, you know, when, they, when he saw Jesus, the demons in him, like, what do you want from us? Leave us alone. Who? And Jesus said, who are you? He said, we are he, him, and they. No, uh, he didn't say that. <laughs> He's from California. Uh, it was him, but he had legions of... Uh, California is like going to Ross department store. <laughs> Confusion. You go to the men's clothing, there's women's clothing there. You go to the women's clothing, there's men's clothing. You go to the tools, there's baby diapers in there. It's a mess. 
It's like all these professors in California universities, the one, the cause of the problem are like the manager of the store and, and the students are the new employee. Where do I put this? Where do you think it should go? Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. You put it where you feel it should go. And I think, you know, sometimes we get upset at that. It's like, what kind of values is that? But then again, hey, use it to your advantage. This year when I filed my taxes, my gross income identified as an expense this year. <laughs> and I told the IRS, who are you to tell me about my home value? My value is different than your values. It's an expense. My values are an expense. But, uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm back to normal. That's how it happened when you have, you're a comedian and a pastor at the same time. So anyway, so Jesus said to this man, you know, so Jesus kicks those uh, demons out of him and they go into the pigs. There were thousands of pigs that farmers brought, you know, piggly wiggly pigs. And, uh, you know, and the demons went into the pigs and the pigs jump in the water. And some people say, why would he do that? Because they weren't supposed to raise pigs. That was not kosher in that land. But they did. So those pigs went, and this man was healed. And he goes, Jesus, can I go with you? And Jesus said, Jesus did not permit him. He said, go home and to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you. And how he had compassion on you. And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus has done for him. And all marveled. Let me ask you this. Has Jesus ever healed you? Have Jesus ever healed you spiritually? Have Jesus ever revealed truth to you that freed you from whatever, maybe alcohol, drugs, pornography? Have Jesus ever restored your marriage? You thought you were going to get your divorce, but God is... Has Jesus ever, you know, you prayed for a job and God gave it to you? Have you ever prayed for something and God answered? Well, why are you quiet about it? Why can't you go and tell the world about it? That's what Jesus would say. We go, Jesus, I just want to follow you. I don't want anything with the word. I just want to sit home and read the Bible and follow. And Jesus goes, no, 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 no. Go proclaim. Go tell people what I have done for you. And that's your mission today. Leaving, starting today. Go out and tell the world what God has done for you. Even at a restaurant, when you order the food, tell that waiter, hey, I used to be addicted to drugs and God healed me. I used to have this problem. I used to be so broke, but God now took care of us. We have a home. I have a family. I have kids. I used to be so stupid, drinking and doing the drugs and, and horrible life, but God gave me wisdom and I came to him and now I have a wife and kids and family. Let people know there's someone standing there just waiting for that hope that you can give them. And what do we do? I don't like the service today. The food was kind of warm. Come on. You know what? When the unexpected takes longer than expected, be light in this dark time. And amen. amen. There's some of you here today or watching online and you know, you're scared. You're really, really scared. You're faking it in front of everybody, but deep inside you're scared. And you're trying different things. You're hoping maybe motivational speakers can help you. You're hoping maybe, uh, you know, oils can help you. Maybe this uh, crystals can help you. Maybe thinking of these religions can help you. Maybe trying yoga can help you. Maybe, I'm not, I'm not putting anything, but I'm telling you something. The only way you can get hope today, the only way you can get healing today is come to the great physician, the great healer, Jesus Christ, who conquered death. 
and He can change you. So would you bow your head and close your eyes right now? And if you're here this morning, and you know you've been faking, you've been coming here and no one knows you, you, don't even, you never asked Jesus Christ into your life. You never put your faith and trust in what He did on the cross. You thought it was because you're trying to be a better person that's going to get you to heaven. It will not. It will never do. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it's by grace through faith you've been saved. It's a gift from God. Not by works lest anyone brags and boasts. It's a gift from God. And that gift is available to you this morning. And what you need to do is you need to accept it and say, Lord, I know I'm not perfect. I know I keep messing up. But you know, today... I want to ask you to come into my life and to be my Lord and Savior. And I want to believe by faith what you did on the cross for me, that it's sufficient. And I want to believe by faith that you rose from the dead on the third day, that I can have life. So if that's you, and you said, I've never done that. I've never asked him into my life. But today, I do want that. Would you slip your hand up? I want to pray for you. With every eye closed and head bowed. Would you slip your hand up and say, Nazareth, pray for me. I need to receive Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody? God bless you back there. Anybody else? In the back, God bless you there. All right. If you raise your arm, even if you did not, pray this prayer with me, loud or quiet. It's between you and the Lord. That prayer by itself does not do anything. But if you mean it from your heart, God's going to start the work. Say, Lord, forgive me. I failed you. But today I come to you. And I ask you to come into my life, to be my Lord, to be my Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. And thank you that you rose from the dead on the third day, that I can have life and victory over the thing that hold me back. Lord, I want to turn away from the way I'm living and follow you all the days of my life. For in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer, or even if you didn't raise your arm, let Pastor Ben, let the pastor, let someone know that you prayed that prayer. Now, if you're a Christian and you don't follow me on social media under Comedian Nazareth, you're not going to make it to heaven. Because I have shows and podcasts and everything that you really would love to, to watch. So Comedian Nazareth on all thing. And thank you so much. And God bless you guys.